Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We are joined by Jackie Dodd, co-founder of Edge of the Crowd and host of Ascending Olympus podcast. Jackie, thanks for the time once again. Thanks for having me on again. It's been a busy two days since I last came on, that's for sure. I bet. It, it, well, it most certainly. And uh, that's why we had to get a return appearance of you on the overnight crowd because it, let's talk medals. Uh, this little nation of Australia is punching above its weight once again. Let's talk golds up first, though. Australia's latest golden girl, Jakara Anthony, breaking our 12-year gold drought and also finishing off our first ever multiple medal day at a Winter Olympics. Yeah, um, what a incredible performance from like starting with qualifying before the opening ceremony and then like winning all three finals um, and at the top of those rankings every single time. Hmm. Like she came there with a job to do and she did it for sure. It was a high quality final, wasn't it as well? As you say, Jakara winning all the finals on the way up to the gold medal, but the uh, last final was such a high quality, which puts Jakara's performance even higher up into the outer atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I thought that the results were a little bit surprising. I did think it was going to be in Australia, France, and Japan, one, two, and three. And Perrine LaFont did end up making the podium. But I thought the American ending up getting on the podium was quite a surprise, which she had an incredible run. So I can't blame her for it either. (laughs) Uh, How about Tess Cody fighting back from that ACL injury in 2018 that we've heard so much about? She wins bronze in the women's snowboard slope style that we spoke of on Saturday night, just hours before Jakara's gold. Tess nailing two of her three runs, including her last, where she landed some of her best tricks to win that bronze. Yeah, I mean, Tess is clearly a superstar in her sport. That's why she's won events on the World Cup circuit um, a couple of times in the past few years. But to do it at the Olympics is a whole other story. And that run, especially her final run, was incredible. Um, I I got a little bit emotional watching Tess. And I think it's because of the fact of like what happened in 2018. And it's just like finally like the chickens come home to roost for a little bit because she's better than she's ever been right now. She was expected to medal um, back in 2018 before the injury, wasn't she? I think like uh, there might be a little bit of Aussie bias. Yeah. Because <laughs> she was only like uh, 16 at the time or 17 at the time. But at the same time, like once you get there, so long as you make that final, if you put down clean runs, you are a chance to medal regardless. So now that Tess has a taste of the medals at the Olympics, uh, she ha- also has the big air event coming up with qualifying starting next Monday. Could she add another one to it? I think it's possible. I think that there are more likely medal chances. Anna Gasser and Zoe sadowski Sano are the two biggest yeah. names on everyone's list in the big list in the big air. But at the same time, like I think Tess can get down some 
insane tricks that could get her close to a medal. Maybe actually winning one is just a little bit too big of an ask. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, Zoe sadowski Sinot of New Zealand, she won New Zealand's first ever gold medal at a Winter Olympics in the women's snowboard slope style event that Tess won bronze in, making Zoe the first ever Kiwi to win more than one medal at the Winter Olympics Games as well. She added to the bronze that she won in Pyeongchang in 2018. Yeah, and what uh, that final run was insane. <laughs> like, I think it's the first time this season someone scored over 90 points and she got that 92 total. Um, and then, like, on top of it, even her first run was really good. And yes, it wasn't good enough to win the gold at that point. But I was hoping that almost she was going to be in that position <laughs> to have a victory lap kind of run. But in itself, that final run was kind of a victory lap because you kind of knew she had it as soon as she put down that final trick. <laughs> so do you think that uh, Zoe could perhaps even back it up with another gold in that big air event going off what you were saying before? Uh, for sure. I think that that was the one that I was thinking she was more likely to win yeah. out of the two, but yep. that's partially because the Americans are just so strong. Um, and then New Zealand gets its second ever gold medal at the Winter Olympics. And I think it's like Australia and New Zealand are the only two to even have gold medals from the Southern Hemisphere currently. So we're good company for each other. Yeah, good. Uh, bringing our arms and bringing the nations around each other. We love to see it. Hey, Something else we love to see, Tyler Gill and Dean Hewitt, they uh, ride the wave of emotion because there was a positive COVID test, it looked like, that was going to send the team home early. That's overturned or is negative. So they get their chance to take to the rink once again and they pick up their first and Australia's first curling win. Yeah, um, yesterday was, it felt like five days in the <laughs> curling. It started with like the devastation of them like getting eliminated. And then on Instagram, they'd made their respective posts about how like they'd accepted what was happening. Mm. And then suddenly at like 4 p.m., the like message comes through that they will play at their Switzerland match <laughs> at 5 p.m. They beat the silver medalists from 20, um, 2018. And then they go on and beat the Canadians in extra ends where they won like, I think it was the first four ends in a row in that match against Canada. I'm not entirely sure because I was watching other events at the same time because, you know, Jakara Anthony was winning the gold medal. Fair enough as well. Uh, So who are the countries or teams that will be uh, taking out the medals in the curling you think now? I think with Canada getting knocked out and Switzerland, um, we're going to have a new Olympic champion clearly. And Italy has just looked so strong throughout the curling. Um, I'm by no means a curling expert, but when you go through undefeated, um, their match against Sweden, I think, will be very difficult. But just the whole undefeated nature of it all, they've had some overwhelming victories over some quality pairs as well. That it just it seems like there's the magic in the air, but also you can't put past an upset every now and then either. <laughs> That's uh, for sure and certain. Hey, uh, what about Matt Cox? Uh, pretty disappointed for himself in his efforts. He gave it his best and we all saw it. He gets another crack in the big air comp as well. Yeah, I hope the big air is better for him because he's had a good season this year. I think his best was a seventh in a slope style competition earlier this season. And whilst they don't compete the big air as often, he clearly has these really big tricks that could get him through to a final. And I don't think he needed to be disappointed in himself. He still put down really good runs. So it was just at the end, couldn't get it all together. And it's not like it's easy to land six incredibly difficult tricks in a row either. <laughs> so Won't catch me doing it. No. Um, 
Alexander Falazzo in the luge caps off a historic campaign for the country with Australia's best ever finish. He grabs a uh, 16th place finish in the event. Yeah, 16th place finish. He got his best ever time down, I think, in the third run and then beat that time again in the uh, fourth run because he got like a sub 58 seconds fourth run and it looked like with that fourth run he was going to like jump the rankings a little bit but there were a couple of people that were just too close and so he wasn't able to move up to 15th or 14th but also like even just making this Olympics was a historical achievement for Alex I think it was the first ever time we've had a three-time Olympian in the luge mm. which that alone great then also making that fourth heat fantastic and then getting the best ever result you're just like wow <laughs> something special for him this year and uh yeah something to continue building on uh katie parker with a similar situation to tali gill from earlier with a positive test en route to beijing 2022 now all cleared to contest the women's slalom uh should she test negative on arrival in beijing we think we think <laughs> yeah hopefully she tests negative upon arrival in Beijing. It's becoming a bit of a story of these games is like right before someone's flying out, in particular from if they're in the United States or Canada, right before they fly out, they end up having like one positive test and then they've got to repeatedly test negative a couple of times. Um, And then you've got to like hope and pray that when they get to Beijing after they've had enough negative tests in a row, that they get to come. It's a shame that she missed out on the giant slalom event today. Um, but at the same time, the fact that if she flies into Beijing, she tests negative and can enter the village, she's going to get to compete in that slalom event in later this week. So I'm just hoping for that negative test because it would be horrible to be ruled out and not actually really be sick. Yeah, we are. We really all have our fingers crossed as well. Uh, Abby Harrigan uh, was down to compete in the big air comp today, but has a fractured fibula. For most of us, that would spell the end of their Olympics, but Abby is hopeful of competing in the slope style. Is that right? Yeah, I that, she posted that on Instagram a couple of days ago, and I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm impressed that she's going to try and get down on the slope style because... I think that most people would be struggling to walk with a fractured fibula, let alone do rail tricks and do big jumps as well at the same time. She's also like, uh, she was entered in the big air slope style and the half pipe. There's no word as to whether she's going to attempt to contest Hmm. the half pipe. I guess that it's very much a let's wait and see what happens with the slope style. But if she gets up to two of the events, like that's even more insane in my mind at the very least that she's like even attempting it yeah it, i mean i know big air it's in the name that uh, you're going to be quite high up in the air but as you say like hitting rails and that sort of a thing it feels like it's going to have the same sort of impact on an injury like that but i mean uh, she knows better than we do i guess <laughs> yeah and she's got to have a pretty solid medical team around that would be giving her the right advice mm. you know yeah that's true. Uh, Irene Verst, I don't know if I've said that co- uh, correctly or not, but a Dutch athlete has won her fifth individual gold medal at her fifth Olympic Games, uh, defending her women's 1,500-metre speed skating title in a record age time at age 35 as well. Sounds like some legend or GOAT status on offer here. Yeah, I think that people have thought she's been the GOAT of speed skating for a while at <laughs> least. Like, to have five gold uh, – I think it's actually six gold medals across five Olympics. Wow. And then she's got like another five silvers and a bronze medal on top of that. Like to be that dominant in a sport for 16 years and be breaking Olympic records when 
it wasn't really expected that there would be many records broken at this Olympics just because it's at sea level rather than at altitude like Salt Lake City. Um, it shows the incredible form she's in and she's still got a 1,000 metre race. So <laughs> is there another gold medal on the cards when she gets number seven? Um, I hope so. <laughs> that would be pretty co- like cool to see. But at the same time, it's just like, whew, you've already had an amazing career. What more can you do? <laughs> Well, it's a definition fairy tale, isn't it? I mean, if she goes out with this one as a gold or wins another gold to go to five Olympic Games, uh, be as successful as she has been. Yeah, real real fairy tale areas. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, like, she won those two gold in Sochi, but I think winning eight, two more gold medals eight years later is just, like, an extra icing on cherry <laughs> on top of the Sunday. Uh, we spoke of figure skating when you joined us the previous time, Jackie. Uh, has there been an update to the competition? And most importantly for myself, I guess, has there been an update to the drama? Oh, there's, yes, there's been updates <laughs> to both, that's for sure. So the team event concluded today and it ended with the Russian Olympic Committee winning gold. That was not really surprising anyone. Right. Um, Camilla Valieva became the first ever woman to land two triple axles, or not two triple axles, excuse me, two quad jumps and even just one quad jump at a Winter Olympics. Um, She got a massive score as well on top of that. She had a fall on her third quad, but also, again, the only person to have attempted three quads so far. Her Russian teammates will attempt that in the ladies' free program later in the week. Um, Then there was the Russian Olympic Committee's ice dance team ended up losing to the other American ice dance team because there was a substitution. (laughs) Um, So the United, as a result, the United States lost in the silver medal and then Japan lost in the bronze medal with some very high quality skates. Um, Their pairs team ended up getting second in the free state of the pairs event with the team event. And they were incredible. Like they were lucky to not, unlucky not to be closer to the Russian team because the Russian team had a full right at the end of their program. But drama wise, <laughs> it's been a bit crazy. Um, so there's been no allegations of like judging fraud or whatever in the past couple of days. But um, Japan's Izuru Hanyu has arrived in Beijing and there's always drama surrounding him arriving because no right. one knew when that was happening. Yep. Um, he, had a practice today where he attempted many, many quad axles. Didn't actually get a clean landing on any of them, but it's clear he intends to add that to his program for his free skate. But then further men's drama is the the United States' Vincent Joe, who's their second best chance at winning a medal, uh, tested positive for COVID overnight. And so they're essentially waiting for him to return some negative tests. Otherwise, he's going to be ruled out of the men's event entirely. And they can peak tomorrow at like, it's going to be close to 9am China time tomorrow. <laughs> so he's got to return a couple of negative tests quick, smart. And because he competed in the team event, they can't even bring in their replacement athlete to swap him out. Um, and unfortunately, the athlete that they would have brought in to replace, um, to replace him would have been incredible. But then we had... Um, a similar situation to Katie Parker as well. Keegan Messing had that whole like funny little testing positive for COVID right before you were supposed to leave and then getting stuck. So he missed the entire team event. He's also arrived in Beijing now. So we're going to get to see two Canadians compete this year, thankfully. But yeah, I just, the drama does not stop. That's for sure. 
It uh, keeps on conti- uh, continuing. And uh, one of the little a- added extras of an Olympics in this day and age is the social media game of the athletes. Uh, I've noticed that Scotty James in particular is setting the bar quite high. Jackie, what else have you seen? Yeah, so Scotty James is for sure like killing it, whether <laughs> it's Instagram or TikTok. Um, just incredible. Clearly a very funny guy. I'm looking forward to his um, YouTube video for the behind the scenes of the Winter Olympics once he's done with the competition. Yeah. But also, I'd say that Tess Cody's been great on social media, as has the bobsleigh team, Bree Walker, Tiara Rodriguez, and Sarah Blizzard. They've been really good showing behind the scenes. Um, Alex Falazzo at the start of the games, he's now on a plane home. So his little uh, Instagram stories of everything will be over for now. But also, like, just getting to see what's going on in the other teams, um, like, hubs and that sort of thing especially like getting to see that the Austrians have the no kangaroos here in their um, like part of the village is really funny and the United States hub looks amazing the Japanese teams um like building looks incredible and obviously getting to see all the facilities is great but we've also then had our summer winter olympians like sorry our summer olympians like guest box um pretending to do different winter olympic sports i think jess in particular like did the biathlon on roller skates and i think that the gun was an umbrella off the top of my head i think that it just makes it a little bit more fun um because obviously the winter olympics is great but to be able to connect with these athletes and we weren't able to do that the last time we had gold medals won so we wouldn't have known that josie bass was at the medal ceremony for tess cody um at the last Olympics or even 40, well, not, yeah, 20 in 2014, just because there wasn't the access. Unbelievable. And uh, yeah, I love that little insight into it and uh, yeah, great update on all of it. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Once again, Jackie and the expertise checking in on the winter Olympics and the social media as well. Uh, we'll continue to follow your updates on edge of the crowd and also on the podcast, ascending Olympus, which I understand you'll be recording a new episode a bit later tonight. Yeah, so that's my job after this is to record an episode, which will hopefully be out at 7 a.m. because I then have to edit it immediately afterwards. All right. Well, we wish you all the best and uh, thanks for the time once again, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.